Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm excited to announce today's show. It was done by Aisha Rose Hassan, and she is from The Sacred Blueprint. She's this amazing architect that has uh, really incorporated this amazing, uh, like, grid lines, the sacred blueprint of the earth, and developed this incredible woo-woo business that Um, I was just so privileged and honored to be a part of. She did this fantastic, amazing online conference this past weekend, and yours truly was a guest. Um, My cat is rubbing on my microphone. (laughs) Woes of uh, doing the podcast at home, I suppose. Um, But uh, it was really fun to be a part of the conference. She had uh, several amazing, amazing guests on the show. Uh, but she was kind enough to share the audio with me so I could post it on here on the podcast. Woohoo! Um, so if you missed it, uh, I was posting it. I talked about it in the newsletter and on the show and also uh, talked about it on social media. But if you missed it, now you're going to get to hear the replay here. I always think it's fun when other people interview me and, um, you know, I think you'll enjoy it too. I find that a lot of times when people interview me, they have just really fantastic questions that I don't think of, but they're often questions that everybody else has. So just makes sense, right? Have some fantastic announcements. I finally have a release date for my new book, Feng Shui for the Soul, How to Achieve More Ohm from Your Home. You can pre-order the Kindle version. Uh, If you go on to Amazon, it is now available to pre-order the Kindle. Was hoping that the print version could also be pre-ordered, but apparently you have to be in like a secret squirrel fancy society with Amazon to get such privileges. (laughs) So for now, the Kindle version can be pre-ordered and the book book will be out June 27th, 2022. Hot damn. So yeah, I guess apparently on Amazon, uh, the pre-order thing is like Uh, The fact that they're even allowing me to do a Kindle one, I guess, is a big deal. My editor was telling me that a lot of times, you know, they won't even allow you to do that because uh, unless you have specific agreements with them and you're like a big fancy author like Nora Roberts or someone uh, or Tom Clancy and they know that the manuscript is done and the book is edited and it's ready to go, they fear that people are going to purchase it and then not follow through with, I guess, uploading a manuscript. I have no idea, but... Excited about that and that it's finally here, finally coming out. We've got a release date um, and the the release date, June 27th, is one that I picked because it's a really, um, numerologically, it's a fantastic date, but it's also meaningful to me. So I'm really excited that all of that aligned and... You know, it's thrilling to have this book finally come out and it's been, uh, I keep saying that it's three years in the making, but really and truly it's, it's a lifetime in the making. I mean, (laughs) it took everything in my being to make this. So this is, this is my legacy. 
If I get struck by lightning tomorrow or hit by a car, this is the book of work that I leave behind to make sure y'all understand how to wield energy in a powerful way. And funny story, uh, the book, I, I wrote another book about seven or eight years ago that ended up getting completely scrapped. Like it had gone through editing. I had, uh, like it was on its way to be published. And a, a dear friend of mine, I had actually two friends of mine that read it, but my friend Deborah, who knows me very, very well and has even helped uh, here in the office. And many of you have spoken with her and she's been with me a long time. And she knows my level of feng shui and she has seen the results that people have gotten and she's just seen all of it. And so she read that first book and she handed it back to me and said, nope, needs more cowbell. <laughs> so you may be saying, uh, what the hell does that mean, Amanda? Early, it was either in 99 or 2000, there was a uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell and uh, several of the the well-known cast members and they did this fantastic little skit that where they were pretending to be Blue Oyster Cult Here Comes the Reaper and um, the 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 guy that was portraying the music uh, producer I guess is what he was portraying as no 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 it needs more cowbell it needs more cowbell so that was her reference in uh, letting me know that the book was not complete, that it didn't go there, that it needed more cowbell. So fast forward to now, and she just read Feng Shui for the Soul, and she told me, hot damn, it's got cowbell. <laughs> so I love that. So if you love my style of Feng Shui and you know, you really want to develop a relationship with your home and, and get real weird, you're going to love this book because I got a lot of cowbell in it. <laughs> I just poured my heart and soul into this book and um, I'm really, really proud of it. So I think y'all are going to love it. So excited that we've got an, a, a, a date now. And um, if you want to learn more about the book, I've got a fantastic website devoted to it. It's called ohmforthehome.com and it's O-H-M. Um, I've actually got O-M and O-H-M, but I couldn't put both web domain thingies on it so anyways for now it's ohm ohmforthehome.com if you want to go and check that out and hey you can pre-order the kindle version right now <laughs> so that's exciting uh and then announcement number two my big course feng shui for the soul formerly known as mastering feng shui is on sale I am doing a big ass pre-launch sale for 48 hours. You can get the course for 50% off. And hey, y'all, I have never, ever done this at this price. It will only be at this price until Sunday at midnight. So if you've been wanting to take this course, now is the time to sign up. And all students uh, who purchased Mastering Feng Shui, previous students, you're going to all be getting, you know, you get lifetime access. So you're going to get all these uh, new updates. I've got new videos going in there, new audios, lots of new content that I've uploaded in there with, you know, the core staying the same, but the, the book and uh, the course really coincide and they go hand in hand and so it's not quite out yet I don't have the uh my editor is going to be getting me the digital formatted book probably I don't know six to eight weeks from now 
Um, it's not going to be the one that goes up on Amazon. It's still going to be the rough draft, so to speak, but I should have that in, in a couple of weeks. And so that will be uh, also a part of the course. So you'll be getting a, a free copy of the book. And I'm hoping that you're going to love it so much that you're going to go on to Amazon and leave me some fantastic reviews and, and get it. it. It's really important on Amazon to get people to review it and to leave uh, positive results because it makes it easier for other people to find. So really excited about that too. I keep saying excited, but I'm freaking excited. <laughs> Alrighty. So today, sit back and enjoy the show. I get interviewed about how I got into this business, how I got into feng shui, the importance of nature in feng shui, and why the hell it all matters. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome to the last day of the Sacred Blueprint for our new Earth interview series. Yay! We've got hundreds of people who have joined from different parts of the globe to hear from the world's leading Earth energy experts. I am Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I am your host for this series. I am an architect, alchemical healer, and the founder and creator of the Sacred Blueprint, a cutting edge vessel of courses and programs for property owners and designers to birth their dream sanctuaries through a new modality that bridges spirit and architecture. This series is a response to an urgent call I've been receiving on pretty high volume from Mother Earth and the Nature Spirits. It's about exploring what's possible when we partner with the wisdom of nature to design and build healing sanctuaries for our future. Whether these sanctuaries are your homes, gardens, communities you're planning to build, visions for the city, the question is how can we collaborate with nature and the spirit of the land in a practical and conscious way? Well, so far, most of our eight our guest speakers have been answering this question, uh, and today's final guest will be doing so as well through all of her years of, of practical knowledge, uh, practical experience, um, designing and uh, teaching uh, with Earth Energies. Before we move on, I'd love to thank Geometric Models for sponsoring this event and aligning with the impulse of the Sacred Blueprint. It is such an honor to be collaborating with this superb research group who is dedicated to investigating Mother Nature's sacred geometries. If you're interested in sacred geometry, modeling, and design, then don't forget to check out their website at www.geometricmodels.com for educational tools. Uh, what else? Well, I think we can introduce our, our final guest. Um, she is, wow, she is phenomenal. She's got loads and loads, years and years of experience working with advanced feng shui in interior design. So she's an advanced feng shui practitioner, and she weaves the wisdom of feng shui into uh, working with people's homes, gardens, uh, places of work, uh, large-scale developments, all different sizes. 
And she helps them to attract money, love, flow, and, and, and most importantly, helps her clients to create spaces that really resonate with their souls, that really speak to their souls. She's got some goodies to announce today. She's got book, an online course. I'm so excited to, uh, to open this vessel for her. Welcome, welcome, Amanda Gates. Let's see. Hello. So much pressure. <laughs> welcome from Tennessee, uh, Nashville. Uh, that was a little bit of anxiety right there. I was like, oh gosh, I got to hit all the right buttons. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like uh, being in a cockpit or something, right? Like a pilot. Yeah. Oh man. I wonder if we're going to be... Uh, meeting in person soon, right? Like we've just all become so used to this Zoom, Zoom space. And uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm missing, I'm actually missing the, uh, the, the gatherings now. I'm usually a hermit, but these days I'm just like, yeah, I think it'd be great to, to host a workshop with all of you beautiful people and yeah, Agreed. and just hang out, you know, in yeah. person. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Amanda, well, wow. I mean, I, I have so many questions to ask you and I first want to dive into your background. Um, how did you start to sense earth energies? How did you start to sense energy in space? And then you, how did you know you had a gift? And then how did that lead to working with feng shui and interior design? So I was clueless. I had absolutely no idea what the hell was going on in my world. Uh, I was actually a pre-med student and I was no going. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I was a pre-med student and I had just graduated with a degree in, uh, in biology and I was on my way to med school. I got accepted to med school. I was on my way. Uh, I had signed the lease to the apartment the whole bit. And um, my then husband and I, we had just purchased a home. It was like the worst home, but in the best neighborhood. And we had stars in our eyes and, and we were like, oh my gosh, like it was horrible. It had been, there had been homeless people in it. Um, walls had been punched out, all the kitchens and toilets and everything had been ripped out. Like it was horrible. And I started having weird experiences in the house. I, um, had this weird breathing thing where I couldn't breathe and later found out that that was called a panic attack. Had no idea. Um, got a fever blister in the middle of my lip. Never had one of those before. And so all these strange things were happening to me and I, I was starting to feel things, but, my, you know, very left analytical brain wasn't connecting with my right brain. Like there was a very logical explanation for all of this, right? <laughs> right. So like a, a typical lab rat, so to speak, I, I was just <laughs> like, you know, uh, A plus B equals C and like, you know, type thing. And, and um, anyways, we gutted the house, made it beautiful and it still didn't feel right to me. I was still having these weird breathing things, couldn't get my lip to heal. Um, both my husband and I had lost our jobs unexpectedly and just all these weird things were happening. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So in my mind, I was like, okay, maybe I need to make the house prettier. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. Like it needs to be prettier. So I go to a bookstore and I'm standing in front of what seems like 3000, 
uh, decorating books. And this woman walks over to me and she's like, darling, you don't need those books. You need that book. And it was this F word. And I was like, I don't even know how to say that word. (laughs) And she just walked off and I was like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So I opened up, uh, it was a Tara Collins book and I opened it up and it, kismet, opens up to the front door and starts talking about the importance of the front door. And if it's blocked in any way, you'll have breathing issues and it's the mouth of chi. And I was like, and ours had been boarded up for eight months because the whole front of our house was being ripped off and repaired. And here I was having breathing issues and a fever blister on my lip. So I realized at that moment, my house was communicating through me, through my emotions. She was communicating with me And I had this epiphany, I was on the floor in a a Borders bookstore and I had this epiphany, oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. I need to help other people understand the language of home. And this before going to med school. I dropped out of med school, uh, ended up paying $3,000 to get out of the lease of the apartment. And I was like, how do I do this F word thing? So it was either real estate or interior design. And my mom was like, interior design. That's where you need to go. (laughs) Gotta love our moms, right? Gotta love our moms. (laughs) So, and I, you know, my mom, I thought, oh my God, my parents are going to shoot me. You know, they just put me through four years of med school biology. I I have a degree in biology and a a minor in microbiology. I'm like, they're going to shoot me. And my mother was like, oh, thank God. You've always been a weird child. But God love her. She like, let me play it out. She let me flesh wow. it out and come around to what I needed to do. Oh, that's <laughs> so beautiful. What a story. Yeah. And just like so, that angel in the, in the bookstore appears and disappears. Well, and and, um, I, I talk about her in my book and I ended up having a relationship with her for about a year. Um, I had a phenomenal, but it was because of her. It was, she was like the stepping stone that kind of like that guardian angel that came in wow. said, this is where you need to go. And it just opened up a can of worms for me. And, and I never looked back. Oh, that's amazing. I'm getting shivers, goosebumps. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a talent already for creating beauty, right? Interior design is just, Oh, my mother was on it. She was like interior design. Yep. (laughs) Does your mom have that uh, sense as well? No, no. Oh, but she just knew that you would be good at it. She's hardcore left analytical. She's, she's a a RN registered nurse. She's been in uh, the medical field for 35 years. And she talks about how I used to come to her because I would see things, I would talk about things, I would experience things. She never judged me, she never shamed me. She always, okay, dear, that's lovely. You know, what does grandpa say today? Or, you know, like she would never uh, shame me. And the whole fact that when I said I was going to med school, she never said, oh, good God, that's the dumbest thing ever. You don't belong there. She just allowed me to go wow. through the process and figure it out on my own. Oh, that's. And amazing. then when I finally figured it out, she was like, oh, good God, thank God. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Oh, wow. She did not create a block there. That's amazing. Wow. Well, and I'm so happy. They've been my, my parents have been my biggest support system, you know, through all of this. Like I've always been weird and, and trying to do feng shui in the nineties was hard. It was, you know, starting to get really big. Like really woo. What were people thinking that you were woo or something? 
or Billy Woo, and it just wasn't as widely. It was starting to really hit the states really big then. But depending on your locale and where you were, not everybody was like as big on feng shui as I was, and so. I was kind of closeted in a way like where my inner circle knew about it, but yeah, you couldn't be as wildly and radically woo woo as you can be now. Like yeah. now I think it's old age and I don't care, but also I think yeah. it's quite trendy. <laughs> you know? Isn't that great how that happens? Yeah. Yeah. At this point, at this stage in the game, I, like I will literally, I just put a funny meme up on um, Facebook. It said, yeah. swear jar and there's no money in it. And then the jar where you're talking about astrology, feng shui and other things. And it's totally full, like, cause it says talking about those things to people that don't want to know about it. <laughs> I was hilarious. like, that's me. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so great. So tell us, Amanda, about the projects that you're working on. You know, you feng shui for for, for for people in the audience who um you know have maybe just dipped their toes in this in this world in this realm uh there are a lot of architects designers landscape architects listening and people who are wanting to you know develop their properties people who are wanting to build communities for the new earth you know all different shapes and sizes um you know this the theme of this series is you know how to how to work with partner with the wisdom of nature right how to build healing sanctuaries with the wisdom of nature and i mean feng shui is based in nature can you tell us about you know give us a window into how how feng shui is bridging the world of nature and and uh people's souls and properties any yeah it's you know i think a lot of people it for many, many years, I think feng shui became quite kitschy, you know, take this tchotchke and put it here and you're right. going to find love. And, um, and that's very much the way Westerners think, right? It's all about the, the fast fix and, and the instant right. gratification. And, you know, if I just take this object and do this, my life is going to be perfect. And the wisdom of feng shui is, is it, there's so many layers to it. And it's so deep and it's all based on the Tao and the Tao is the way of nature. It's literally the ancients, what they did is, um, you know, it's debatable 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, hell, it could have been 8,000 years ago. We have no idea, but the locals would turn to the, the shamans, the, the shamans of the land, and they would say, we want to be one with, with our uh, plot of land. We want to be one with nature. It, it's the Tao, it's the way. And so they would rely on their local shamans because the shamans understood, sensed, felt, saw energy. And so they were the ones that would help these people find ideal plots of land and how to be in sync with nature and how to honor nature. They would look at the energy of wind and look at the energy of the springs and the waterways. They would look at the energy of the rocks and the land and the agriculture. They would literally look at everything. Rain. So all of these concepts were taken into uh, consideration and how this occupant could be one with nature. And that is essentially what feng shui is. It's about being, it's this cohesive relationship with nature so that it's a symbiotic thing where it's a circular economy, so to speak, where you're, mm. you know, with the seasons, you're in that flow and that abundance. And so that's essentially what feng shui is. It's about understanding the energy of your environment it's a direct reflection your environment is you and you are your environment 
And we've lost that connection. Mm. A lot of people are just like, oh, it's a roof over my head. And I talk a lot about this in my new book about how that is not, it's a symbiotic relationship and, and what's going on in your home is going on with you and vice versa. So it's this environmental energy and, and it's, it's the language of home that people have really lost that understanding of what that means. And it's a connection to nature. Yeah. Wow. And can you talk a little bit more about then what that means for us in the contemporary age? I mean, you know, back in the day when we had the shamans to consult, you know, we we're much more connected to the land, you know, maybe related to questions related to our crops, right? Farming, uh, you know, questions related to where to locate the, the central temple or gathering space of the village, questions about locating where the village houses needed to be relative to the, the, the topography, right, of the land, etc. But, you know, we're living in cities, we're living in suburbs, we're living, some are planning, uh, you know, properties out in nature as well, but it's very multifaceted. And there's so many layers and so many people have been residing in uh, many of the places that uh, we reside in. Can you tell us a bit more about how you're now in a contemporary way weaving? Yeah, I don't think it's a matter. Uh, I mean, it, that's awesome if you can like literally buy a hundred acres and, you know, that's my dream to plop a house in the middle of a hundred acres and be away from everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my best friends are deer and squirrels and foxes and, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, just because you're in an urban setting and, and you're living downtown in a concrete jungle, so to speak, doesn't mean that you disconnect from nature. We are nature. The biggest probably travesty of our uh, modern world is the lack of connection with one another and the pandemic only accelerated that, right? But we are nature. So it's, it's in our DNA to be communal. It's in our DNA to have community because it's tribal. It's literally what we come from, you know, to have hunter gatherers and, and to, you know, have um, basically everybody has a different skill set, but we come together. We're not supposed to be an island and do it all on our own. It's supposed to be quite tribal. So if you're living in an urban setting or within a city, that doesn't mean that you have to be completely disconnected from nature. You can literally have, you know, uh, there, there's all these, real, and you as an architect, I'm sure you know of these, you know, there are now buildings that are being built where the exterior walls are, you know, plants, plants. walls, yeah. plants. Yeah. You know, it's better for insulation. It's better for um, cleaning up the air. There's so many ecological advantages by doing that. And so we're starting to see more of that. Yeah. You can do it if you're in a small space. I don't care if you're in, you know, 200 square feet in New York City, you can put plants inside your apartment. Yeah. You can go to the park, you can get outside and you can connect with one another. And Zoom is great and all, but you know, the, the best community that you can have is maybe get together in a park if you still don't want to be inside, you know, get yeah. together in a park and, and come together communally because we are just as much nature as nature is us. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's the connection to the universe and, and to God. Mm -hmm. And so we're all one and it's all connected. And so the biggest problem with where we are at is we are not only disconnected from the outside world but we're disconnected from each other yeah so that's why there's so much loneliness and unhappiness and the suicide rate is going up it's because people are disconnected from who they truly are 
And so then they get on Instagram and all this social media and they're like, oh my God, my life doesn't look like that. That's not the way. That's right. not the, the comparison. That's one of the worst. Comparison worst is the thief of joy. And so it's about being in a non-judgmental, non-shame environment where you're supported for who you are and what you are and your gifts are, you know, that's what makes the world what it is. You're, the world would be less than without those things. And we've been really conditioned away from that. It's very much, I don't like using the, the patriarchal, you know, everybody's like crush the patriarchy. I know. It's very much this yang energy. It's a very young world that we're in. It's this go, go, go. And, you know, you got the little guy at the top and all the people down at the bottom that are, that are doing all the work. And, but the guy at the top's making all the money. So it's a very young sense. And it's this, you know, um, busy, busy, busy world and never stop working. And that's not how we're built yin and yang. And the way of nature is about balance. You can't have one without the other. And we're way too far in the yang world. So it's about recreating that connection, whether that's through getting out in nature, connecting with each other, meditation, you know, whatever works for you. But it doesn't matter if you're in a downtown city, out in the middle of the woods. It's that communal sense of coming together in that oneness. Mm. And what about in our, I, I love that. And I love that you're bringing up the piece of community. It's such a key piece. It's such a key piece. And then you're directly linking that to, to nature. Uh, it's tribal. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely like the, and and the way that it's tribal is, is new. It's we're, we're doing it in a new way, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be based on religion or race or culture, but we, we need each other. We need each other to, to know ourselves, to know ourselves. Well, people need to realize these are just meat suits. That's all they are you know, what is eternal within us is what is eternal, right? These are just temporary meat suits that we come in for. And, you know, the 3D world is all about judging your meat suit. Well, at the end of the day, the meat suit doesn't matter, right? That's what the fifth D that that's why going into the fifth dimension is going to be so much more extraordinary than the experiences that we've had, because the fifth dimension just sheds all that away. It gets rid of all of those expectations and all of the stuff that we've formed that really are an illusion. It's all the Maya. It doesn't exist. Wow. So <laughs> when we, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so much to dive into with the 50 as well. Um, but coming back to people's homes and spaces and gardens, you talked about the yin yang and the balancing of that. Um, do you have any examples of projects you've worked on where, I mean, I'm assuming you're, you're in this constant dance, right? Of working with balancing the yin and the yang in, in people's homes. Is that, is that correct? Yes and no. I mean, it, to me, when I'm, so what I do is I read floor plans. And so what I do is I get someone's floor plan and I read the energy and, and what's showing up. And so it's really important to, I, I would say, that I could argue that almost every home is far too young. You know, there, it's too much active energy, but I don't really approach it in that. My system is called the top five disruptors. And, and so I, I created that system because I wanted to simplify feng shui. I think a lot of people are intimidated by it. You ask anybody at a party, oh, I did that once, or, oh, I didn't like that. Or, you know, right. I've read all these books and I don't understand it because, you know, everything's so contradictory. 
and there's a lot of rules. I mean, right. everything that you pick up, it's all these rules. And um, if you don't follow the rules correctly, then you're doing it wrong. And it's like, it's a lot of pressure. It is. And that's not what feng shui is about. It's energy. At the end of the day, it's energy. So when I'm looking at a floor plan, what I'm trying to do is I can read the energy and I can say, okay, here's where the imbalances are. You've got something, you've got a big kink going on in your career. You've got something going on with your health and you really are having an issue with your relationships in your life. And typically people will say, oh my God, you know, and so those are kinks that are showing up. And so it could be a yin and yang. It could be a top five disruptor. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's energy. How can we heal the energy based on the goals of what the person wants? The person may not care about relationships and, you know, they may be a trust fund. I don't know, but they may have a career that they're trying to seek out that they really want to do. Maybe they're trying to, you know, give back to their community or do something and it's just not quite working. So Based on what the goals are, I can see what's going on in the floor plan. And then I can say, okay, here are some issues that I'm seeing kinks that are going on in your floor plan as far as your environment, let's fix those. And if they're on a, a plot of land, if they own a home, I'm looking at the land. I'm looking at what's going on around the land. You know, what other buildings are around the land? What's the shape of their land? What are the streets like around their land? It's all energy. So it's kind of this layering process where I'm going, starting at the home and working my way out to see what's going on with the energy. Yeah. And um, yeah, is there, like, do you have any examples of, you know, what, you know, I mean, I know you probably don't want to create this like you know, like, oh, you got to move this there and make the rule and what, but like, you know, for example, the entrance you know, ha have you seen entrances that are not successful that cause, I don't know, lack of abundance or, you know, are there any? <clears throat> so the top five disruptors, like I said, are where I start. And the, the top five are the front entrance is the first one. Um, and the front entrance is so important. Like I said, a minute ago, it's all about your mouth of chi. So if you can imagine your, your uh, mouth being wired shut, like I remember when I was in high school, a boyfriend of mine that I was dating got hit, he played football and he got hit in the jaw and he ended up having his mouth wired shut. He lost like 45 pounds, like he just become emaciated. So I look at the front door like that. If it's not operable, not working, you're, it, it's gonna be like your mouth is wired shut. The second one is command position. So when you're sitting in a, a chair, you know, you don't want the door behind you. You want it to where you can see it in front of you. Um, you command is really important at the bed, desk and stove. So you mm. always want to be able to see what's going on around you because it's energy. Mm. It's that fight or flight. If you've got something going on behind you, you're going to be agitated. Mm. Um, the next one is knife edge. Knife edge is probably one of the hardest ones to, for a logical mind to understand, but I've got a example that I'll have Christy pull up here in a minute. Um, but it's typically like wall corners and, and sharp things like yeah. furniture, um, bathrooms. Um, a lot of people fear bathrooms because every single feng shui book calls it like the devil's room. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. The like of energy with the plumbing and everything. <laughs> like how I've do you even read fallen that? into that trap before. <laughs> how do you read that and not panic? Like, oh my God, I've got the devil in my house. And it's like, 
No, it's a modern day convenience. It's, it, you know, it, yeah. it's actually a good thing. And then shape, shape is the fifth one. Shape is um, really, really important. And it, it's one of the, so the new book that I just wrote, I actually take a, a deep dive into the top five disruptors and shape was probably the most fun to talk about because it's about sacred geometry. It's yeah. about the Fibonacci and yeah. um, the Fibonacci numbers and sacred geometry and the, the sacred rectangle and all of that and how things, it all ties into our environments about our comfort level and how we feel. And if that sacred geometry is off, we know it. They actually did this whole study of people where they showed them symbols and homes and things like that. And these people had no idea what was going on or why they were being asked these questions. 100% of the studies showed where it was sacred geometry, Fibonacci, all of the order. And they had no idea. And it was because we like, it's like pre-programmed in our brain what that symmetry is because it's the cosmic blueprint of what we know. So Christy, if you'll pull up the um, picture of the front door that we have, this is such a great example. The front door represents not only the mouth of chi, but it's where all vitality and energy and good stuff, this is nourishment. Yeah. So this is a home that I walked into about a year ago here in Nashville. And what do you see? You see a toilet. <laughs> so, um, I'm just shocked that a builder would do this. I, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but a bathroom, the reason why it's one of the top five disruptors is because the average bathroom has three to five drains in it. And so um, the toilet is the king of all drains. It's where yeah. your energy goes down, gets sucked down very violently. And so to have this so close to the front door means that the new fresh vital energy is coming in and going right back out. So when it comes to the front door, we really want to make sure that it's clean and in order. We want to make sure that it's welcoming and inviting. And we really don't want to see things like this when we first walk in. Yeah. Um, if this were a home, I rarely, rarely uh, in circumstances with feng shui will ever recommend remodeling. But in this situation, I would probably uh, move the door so that you would see the sink and not the toilet. Um, and Christy, if you'll pull up the, the next one, the knife edge. Right. And then maybe you'd have something on the wall there so that you're facing a wall and maybe there's a painting or something. Something beautiful. Yeah. 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 So this is a great example. I like this because a lot of people don't understand what a knife edge is. Mm. And so these two wall corners that's coming at this bed are what is known as a knife edge. And a knife edge is, so the ancients, uh, used to talk about these sharp corners and they could see sharp shooting chi. They could literally see energy come off of this. And so what's interesting is uh, in my new book, I, I have a chapter on the uh, knife edges and nothing has been studied on the physical effects of knife edges, but all of these other studies have been done on frequency. And they have found that things like this, where there's sharp corners like this, that they actually have a different frequency. And that frequency is what disrupts our body. So yeah. to have something like this near the bed, I, you know, I would love to talk to these people that sleep here. They probably have insomnia, anxiety, can't sleep. They probably don't like sleeping in this room. 
And because of where those knife edges are hitting, it looks like it would hit like at their shoulders or their head. So they may have shoulder or head oh, yeah. issues as well. Yeah. I mean, I directly feel it. I get nauseated immediately when I go into a space and this, I mean, and then, and then you see what a lot of architects and developers are doing in some condo spaces or libraries, whatever kind of commercial buildings, civic buildings, sharp corners at the corner of a um, intersection, you know, like super sharp. Right. Yeah. So those are two examples that I thought were uh, great to show. Um, you know, most people understand, like, I, I see a lot of people that want to put a desk up against a window and the doors behind them, you know, right. things like that. Command is pretty understandable, uh, front door, bathrooms, but knife edges and shape are probably, you know, a couple that people are like, really? But once you experience it, like if you try to sleep on a knife edge or, if you've got, like, I see a lot of times where people have a chair and there's a knife edge behind them and they're fidgety, like they can't sit still. And it, yeah. as soon as they get up and move, they're fine. And it's like, it's the knife edge. Yeah. Sometimes you'll even get that with some steel beams running through yes. on the ceiling as well. I've experienced that. Like you're just like yeah. not wanting to be under that steel beam. And it's the frequency. Like you, if, if you're sensitive to energy and you're of this world, you can feel it, you know? And really that's another thing that I talk a lot about in the book is it's been just mutilated out of us to not feel, to not honor our emotions and to, you know, squash them down and power oh through and stop being so emotional. Yeah. And emotions yeah. are our direct line to God. Yeah. That's how we connect to our inner self and have an understanding of, oh, this is right. Oh, this is wrong. Like, you know, Intuition, and so- right? And nature brings that back to you by getting out to nature and connecting with your community, you open that up and it can flourish. And so you start to experience things and, and your, your world shifts dramatically because you start to sense things that you didn't even know were there. And it's all energy. Yeah. I mean, our houses, but we haven't really, been taught to think yeah. like this. Yeah. They really are an extension of ourselves, right? Our spaces, I mean, and they are directly 100%. affecting us, directly affecting us all the time. Well, our energy, we've got, you know, this energy system that is around us. And this is our personal chi. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate. Like if you watch my YouTube videos, my podcast, any of these things, the one thing that I say and have been saying for 20 years is cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi. And people who really listen to me are probably like, oh my God, Amanda, stop <laughs> talking about chi. But you have to cultivate your chi every single day. You have to, it's just like taking a shower. Like you have to take care of yourself and you have to cultivate that energy system because you're a conduit. You know, that's, that's how you uh, intuit what's going on around you. And so if you're sick or ill or going through trauma or grief or something's going on in your life, your chi can become quite lopsided and then it starts showing up in your environment. So it's a direct reflection and it's very symbiotic. And I think so many people have disconnected that, oh, it's just my house and you know I'm separate from my house. And it, that is not what feng shui is. It's very uh, yin and yang. Yeah. Can you talk about, um, you know, you've got a book, your previous, your older book is called Feng Shui for the Soul, correct? 
The new book is Feng Shui for the Soul. My old book is oh. Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Oh, Ego okay, friend. okay, okay. Okay, well, let's talk about your new book then. Um, in terms of- I have manuscript right here. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, you just think about the cultivating of your chi and what I love how you, you just because you're taking, you know, your feng shui is not the superficial thing for you. I mean, you've been practicing uh, for 20, what is it, 20 years now or how many years? 22, yeah. 22 years. 22 years. And so, you know, one piece that's really key for you is that uh, in the, the teaching that you bring forth is that it's really you know, at the end of the day, it's not about this moving around of furniture. I mean, of course it helps, you know, moving the wall, you know, making sure the toilet's not right in front of the door, all that. But this cultivating of the chi and really tapping into your inner wisdom and your soul. Can you, can you talk about that, the deeper level there? Yeah. So, you know, I think when feng shui really started hitting uh, the Western world back in the nineties, I think that we I think a lot of authors were making it a little bit more kitschy so that it was more digestible. It yeah. was making it easier to make it acceptable for people to consume. And it was really a disservice because it really extracted from it the deeper layers that make it what it is. And so what real like so my feng shui that I study is is rooted in Tibetan bond Buddhism. It's all about this shamanistic approach to being one with nature, being connected to the divine cosmic breath of nature um, and really understanding the energy aspects of it. So even 20 years ago, I used to tell people like, I'm not working in 3D, I'm working in 5D. And like, people used to look at me like I was nuts. And I'm like, I was onto something here. <laughs> I've never really been about the kitschy stuff and let's put your sofa here and do like, I've never been more about, you know, the physical stuff. It's really been about the energy. And I think another mistake that a lot of people make is they would read the kitschy books and take, you know, their tchotchke and place it here. And they weren't first working on themselves. And they're like, so, why isn't, why isn't anything helping? Right. <laughs> Same patterns. They blame the feng shui. Oh, that <laughs> stuff doesn't work. It's no, you don't work. <laughs> You're the one that's broken right now you've got to have coherence between your heart and your mind. And like, if you're scattered and you're, you know, frenetic, which is how our world is, we're very much in the beta mind. It's far too young. Oh yeah. You can't take that much young energy and attack an adjustment and then expect it to work. Like it's all out of whack. So you've got to first cultivate your chi. You've got to fine tune your conduit and become this beautiful stream of energy, you know, and the best way to do that is to connect with nature and to get out into nature and to meditate and to, you know, really get into that space because now you're, a, I call this wielding powerful energy. You're mm. now the conduit that can go and place those energy tools and get powerful results. And so I rarely do any physical adjustments. Most of what I do is energy and ceremony. And I'm always working, you know, in the fifth dimension. Like I'm never working on tchotchkes. Not that I don't believe in tchotchkes, but uh, <laughs> Professor Lynn used to always say that that was like the mundane stuff. Like it would give you 10% results, but it was the transcendental energy work 
that would give you 120%. And when I was first coming up, I was like, oh, 120. I want that. I don't want the 10. (laughs) Because I'm more is more. I just wanted more. So let's, let's do what's going to like get in the there, full, kick ass, take names. That's what the package. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to first get your stuff right. You can't be, you know, all out of whack in that huge frenetic beta mind, all, you know, frenetic going into and attacking something. You've got to slow your energy down. You've got to get it cultivated go hug a tree, get outside, meditate. And then when you're in that alpha state where you're coherent and intuitive, then you can go into a ceremonial space and say, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. This is another mistake that a lot of the the books and stuff that's out there, they don't teach one to cultivate your chi. And two, they don't teach that you need to go into this with um, a ceremonial sacred mind what are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? Where does that energy need to go? So if you're frenetic, you go into the ceremony and on the other side, I can just imagine them going, uh, we don't know what we're doing. Like the, the energy is all over the place, right? So ceremony is about, I am really trying to find love And I am doing this ceremony today to bring that partner into my world. And he or she is going to be this, and they're going to bring me this, and I'm going to do this. And like, you're getting really clear about where that energy is going. Tell that energy what to do. Setting your intentions, creating the container, giving your gratitude, reflecting. Mm -hmm. And then because you've cultivated your chi, you're creating a sacred space that allows that energy to manifest. And the other mistake that a lot of people think is they, I don't know if they think this is magical voodoo or what they think this is, but it's like, well, I did it on Tuesday and here it is Friday and nothing's shown up. Doesn't work that way. It can take, (laughs) you know, (laughs) depending on you and what's going on in your world. And also, you know, the universe has to like, make things happen and it's all about divine timing and moving the parts and pieces to allow it to to line up so let's go back to the idea of finding a partner well maybe you're in nashville and your partner's in california so the universe is like oh i've got the perfect person for you but now we've got to start manifesting time yeah yeah we've got to start manifesting some things for him we've got to make him lose his job we've got to get him to get a job in nashville we've got to get all those parts and pieces together So it may take six months and a lot of people that it will take six months, they'll say, oh, that feng shui stuff didn't work. (laughs) I actually had a woman (coughs) come to me about two years ago. She didn't really believe in feng shui, but she had been my bookkeeper for many years. And she's like, I see that, you know, a lot of people that you work with are getting some pretty miraculous things. And she was wanting love and I said, okay, well, what are your three intentions? What is it that you really want? She says, I would love to be a homeowner. I would love to find love. And I really like my daughter to get into a good school. She was going off to college. So right away within like two months, she found a new house and was able to get a loan and she bought her house. And so I said, oh my gosh, the feng shui is working. And she's like, what do you mean? We did that like two months ago. Are you kidding me? And that's what I said to Denise. I was like, really? I was like, 
we created a container to make that happen. And she was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, I think it's everybody just- Everybody wants to... instant gratification, I guess. So- And then um, a year later, her daughter did get into the college that they wanted on 100% scholarship. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then I had lost contact with her for about a year and I ran into her and I was like, oh my gosh, Denise, how are you? How are things? And she goes, oh my gosh, my life has been so crazy. I just sold the house that I had gotten and um, moved into a new house. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like you upgrade. And she goes, well, it's just been really crazy. I just got married. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> check, check, <laughs> hold the phone. And so I was like, so it seems like everything worked out, you know, on the ceremony that we did. And, you know, the timing of it all, it took about 13, 14 months for everything. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, and she was like, I don't know. Like we did that so long ago. And I was like, oh, good God. Like it. So yeah, I've yeah. had people that I work with, like they think it's going to happen like that. Yeah. And it, it's this, un, I call it unfoldment. It's this unfoldment where it's when you're ready to receive it and when the moving parts are, are ready to arrive. And so it's this, you know, manipulation of all of these parts and pieces Absolutely. coming together. Needs some time um, to breathe too, right? And grow and you know, the, the, the flower needs to grow, needs to take time. Gestate. Yeah. yeah. So um, I see it a lot where people will yeah. get, you know, exactly what it was that the intention was, but because it doesn't unfold, very quickly. And sometimes it does. I mean, it was so crazy. I, I, I did a ceremony for Chinese New Year, which I do every year. And like, I got what I wanted in a week, but you know, I'm a little bit different. But you know, it's like, you can get there if you cultivate your chi, you know? Yeah. So it's different for everyone. But I think that when you, I call it touching the primordial light, when you touch that magic and, and you can get a glimpse behind the, the curtain and you see the wizard and what he's doing and all the parts and pieces, you're like, ah, okay. And, and you start to get a glimpse of, of what's really happening. And, and then you're like, okay, I'm on board with this, this F word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You start to really tap into those universal laws and understand the blueprint actually. Yeah. And nature, uh, I mean, nature yeah. is beautiful and it speaks to us and like I would say that probably the biggest information the most intuitive information that I get comes from nature I will be working with a client and I will say all right I'm going to go out on the trails I need you to tell me what this person needs and every single time every single time some miraculous weird crazy thing happens to me and I will literally find myself saying huh that's interesting. <laughs> and do you hear, do you hear, see a combination, feel? Um, I would say that my strongest ability is sense. I feel things and I know things, but I don't know why I know them. So I think <laughs> that's that too. Common. Yeah. Um, and then nature is probably very close number two. Like if I need an answer, I will go out and I will see a deer. I saw a bobcat. Okay, uh, animal spirits. Um, ducks, um, you know, uh, yeah. And it's like, they will come to me and I instantly know what the message is. And I don't know why I know what the message is, but I will immediately write it down. Write it down, yeah. And I will send it to the, uh, the client and I have no idea what it means. And then the client is like, oh my God, I know exactly what that means. 
<laughs> so, yeah. and then sometimes I hear things, um, I will see things in meditation, but I would say sense and inner knowing are my two highest strengths. That's what, and that's all through cultivation. You know, the more yeah. I have cultivated that and honed that skill, the stronger they have become. And my book, I talk about that everybody has this ability. It's been squashed out of you, but if you can strengthen your sense of energy and your sensitivity, it will be the greatest gift that you ever give to yourself. And it's the language of the future because that's how we're going to communicate is through frequency. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about what your vision for the future is for the sacred blueprint? Yeah, I think that um, it's going to be quite extraordinary. I think that um, what I've really been seeing and sensing in meditation is that um, each, so it's a vibration. It's not a place. I think a lot of people think, oh, we're going to get on this elevator and we go to the, <laughs> um, it's a vibration. So when you're cultivating your chi, you, you get a vibration and a frequency and you arrive there. And so it's uh, softer. It's more about emotion. We're going to communicate through the vernacular is going to be frequency. I talk, I have a chapter in my book talking about this. Um, and the anomaly that has allowed this to happen, this quickening of sorts where like in the last five to 10 years, we've seen this quickening of the trend of spirituality and everybody's like, you know, talking about 5D. Yeah. is the children awakening ascension yeah the children are the anomaly that has created this because they're coming in with more compassion and light their dna is different i call us like old 1985 dos computers like our right. systems are like short <laughs> discs um but the vibration is starting to rise the earth and the planet is rising and so we're going to start very quickly start seeing how medicine and allopathic systems no longer work because they don't vibrate at that higher level. So your prescription it's not drugs, matching that resonance, yeah. The prescription drugs, the all the allopathic stuff, that's going to start going away. We're not going to see that anymore because it can't vibrate. But what we are going to start seeing is herbology, alchemy, um, essential oils, all these things that are from nature because nature is rising. Those are the things that are going to suddenly start healing us. Um, I think the other thing that we're going to see a big shift in, um, probably within the next five to 10 years is that, um, sound and light therapy are what are going to heal us. Um, I see like these tubes, they almost look like MRIs, but you're going to have a, an illness of some sort and you're going to go in a tube and it's going to be sound and light and you're going to come out healed. And I, it, it's yesterday, Abhai's interview get a chance if to tune in um he's doing he's doing healing with light frequencies yeah yeah and so there is a, there was some similar conversation yeah. there amazing yeah oh i just love how you said nature is rising nature is rising and we need to i mean i can, people can you know misinterpret it when we say we need to rise up to that. Uh, um, but it's really just the matching of that frequency. Yeah. There's no judgment about where you are. There's no yeah. judgment about, you know, how you get there. It's all in due time and it's all based on frequency and you're all guaranteed a, a train ticket. Like just because yeah. you're not, you know, if you're new to the circle and you're like, Oh my God, I just woke up last week. It yeah. doesn't matter. We're all going. But I think that 
probably the greatest gift is that we're going to start seeing more community and compassion. Um, we're going to start coming together. It's no longer this idea of, you know, working alone and, and being an island, so to speak. Collaboration. But I think the big thing too is that as we shift and move, everything is going to be to our benefit. The grid lines to the earth are changing and they're going to be become very healing to us. Um, and we're going to be able to tap into that with information. We're going to be able to plug in, tune in, tap into uh, what's going on through the earth energy. Um, and everything is going to become healing. Our walls, our technology, computers, everything, rather it being uh, detrimental to us like it is now, it's going to start all emitting frequencies that elevate and help us rise. So I free think the energy, be- I'm waiting for the free energy. I'm really tired of the plugs. <laughs> I'm really tired of plugging things in. <laughs> yes. And so we're going to start seeing a big shift with that. And I think that, um, you know, like scalar light is another thing that we're starting. Tesla invented scalar light. And I, I just had a gentleman on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about scalar light. And we're going to start seeing more and more of that popping up. And we're going to start seeing people kind of pulling away from the allopathic system. And we're going to see a, a huge shift in governments, healthcare, school systems, um, huge shift in politics uh, and the way things are done and healthcare. Like all of that's going to take a major shift over the next four to five years. Or a lot of old systems are crumbling right now as we speak anyway. And it's a good thing. I know a lot of people are scared. I know it can be scary too, but mm-hmm. I agree. It's a good thing. It's a, it's good a very thing. good thing. A lot thing. of people have shifted their lives at, during COVID. You know, and I, it was really an accelerant. Yeah, that accelerant you could feel was that. Was it's making people desire freedom. We are not built to be in a nine to five Monday through Friday job. We're not built to turn on, you know, like I have been working with this company here in Nashville. And like, I told them right off the bat, I'm like, I am not available nine to five. Like my creativity does not plug in and turn on between nine to five on my terms. Yeah. I could be at Whole Foods getting bananas and it strikes me. <laughs> you know, the intuitive wise woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's where we're headed. It's going to be more of this fluidity and freedom and autonomy and sovereignty and all those fun words where we're headed into that. And the millennials and the younger generations, they understand this because they came like this is why we're seeing things like shipped and Uber and Airbnb, these concepts are coming from this new way of thinking of yeah. freedom and flexibility. Yeah. Open source software, all that. Yeah. 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 And we have them to thank for that. So uh, I'm getting shivers, Amanda. I just, I just, you speak my language. You totally speak my language <laughs> and I get so excited. I'm just walking around in that space and place as you speak with your words, it, they're so profound, so powerful. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Do yeah. It. I yeah. agree. It's, yeah. it's time and I'm, it's for a lot of people, things are moving at a very fast pace and it's gotten very scary. And I think a lot of people's lives are very challenging right now, but you have to, Maya Angelou has a great quote. I can't think of it verbatim, but it's something of the effect of, we forget what the chrysalis has to go through and how it has to completely fall apart and tear down before it emerges as the beautiful butterfly. And that's kind of what we're going through right now. It's sticky and gooey and gross and messy, but you know, we're about to emerge. <laughs> Just hang tight. 
Hang tight. Exactly. And take care, right? Cultivate yes. your chi. Cultivate, Cultivate your chi. Cultivate your chi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, before we uh, open up the Q&A today, uh, let's, uh, let, let, let's talk about your book. And uh, you have a yes. very special offer for your online course. I want to, we want to hear about it as well. Yeah. So my new book, this is the manuscript, uh, Feng Shui. For I love the, the colors, by the way. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I, I created, I designed this uh, three years ago because it came to me in a meditation that exact. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's called how to achieve more ohm from your home. Um, it's a very, very spiritual book. It's not the kitschy, what I call bullshit of most feng shui books. It's very spiritual and it's about how to um, rekindle the relationship called home, like how to have a relationship with your home um, and how to tap in and cultivate your chi to uh, really refine your senses and, and tap into your emotions and, and to be able to communicate in that way, because that's where we are going. Um, so I talk in the book about, you know, uh, the importance of prayer and devotion and ceremony, um, how to become a powerful conduit and, and really strengthen your intuition. Um, I share my story about how I was a bonehead med student and, you know, <laughs> got to where I am today. Um, I take a deeper dive on the top five, you know, uh, explaining, you know, the spiritual aspect of the front door and the command position and knife edges and shape and bathrooms, the spiritualness of it, not the physical essence, but the spiritual essence, um, and then I talk about um, visions for the future um, and, and what I really see for the future um, and, and why this is so important now and why all this matters. And then I talk about uh, my last chapter is called Unveiling. And, and it's really how I started in, you know, 97 and somehow arrived here now, <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm really proud of it. It took me three years to really write it. And it's interesting because like the first five chapters were like a divine download and it just came out of me. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to have this book done in like a minute. Yeah. And then it just stopped. And I thought, oh, well, guess that's not going to happen. And then I would get a download, like literally I'd be buying bananas and I would get the download and I'd be like, oh, this is the next chapter. This is what I need to talk about. And so it kind of started and stopped and started and stopped. And then this last Mercury retrograde in January, I finished it and I was like, oh my God, it's done. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, I posted it on Facebook on Friday and my girlfriend who is, she's very psychic, very intuitive. And she goes, it's coming out exactly when it's supposed to. Like oh. this is the timing, but it's divine timing. And I was like, well, I feel like that because like it all fell into place. So um, it's, very there is my editor asked me she said well there's a lot of feng shui books out there how is it different i said there's nothing out there like this like this goes so deep and so spiritual and i said i'm a scorpio for god's sakes like i am going to go to the depths of your soul <laughs> and she read it and she was like good god amanda <laughs> and it's funny because my girlfriend we have an inside joke and I wrote a book about six or seven years ago. And she said, honey, it needs more cowbell. And I was like, what okay. does that mean? I don't understand this language you're using. So, 
And it was either in 1999 or 2000, Saturday Night Live did a skit with Will Ferrell and uh, some of the other castmates. And it was called More Cowbell. And it's this whole funny skit about uh, here comes the Reaper from Oyster Cult. Okay. And Will Ferrell has like this crop top on and he's banging on a cowbell. And I can't remember the, the big actor's name, but he keeps coming in and he goes, it needs more cowbell. <laughs> so Deborah read my first book and she's like, needs more cowbell. And so what she meant by that is it wasn't spiritual enough. It wasn't woo enough. It wasn't Amanda enough. Oh, and just said, like go for it, like fully go yeah. for full force with it. She said, you're holding yourself back because you think it's too much. And she was right. And so wow. I scrapped. How many times have I done that? Yeah. Yeah. I scrapped the entire book and started over and came up with this. And she just gave it back to me. And she goes, honey, this is cowbell. Wow. So I was like, oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so we, how can we get, we can, there's a website for it. Christy just shared it. Home for yeah. the home. Home for the home is going to be the book page. The pre-order is supposed to hit Amazon today, sometime today. Okay. Um, it'll be available June 27th uh, of this year, but the pre-order starts sometime today. I don't know when it, that's going to open. Okay. Um, assuming technology works. Well, I think I have, this conversation is opening it up. And then um, I have a course, uh, it's a two month course that aligns exactly with this uh, Feng Shui for the Soul book. And we take a, the first two modules, the first two weeks, all I'm talking about is how to get your chi right and how to cultivate your chi and understand what energy really means. Um, and then I talk about um, just the fundamentals of Feng Shui. And then we go into the top five disruptors and module six, there's like um, three or four videos in there. And all I talk about is nature spirits. It, it's oh, all yes. I talk about My the posse. devas. <clears throat> I talk about the devas and fairies and the elder spirits of the trees. And like, I go there and um, it's one of my favorite modules. And then I talk about, you know, adjustments that you can use in your environment so that once you understand how to read a floor plan, like I do, you'll be able to see a floor plan and understand and um, pinpoint where a disruptor is and you'll know how to fix it. So you'll walk away with the course really. I think a lot of people that walk away from the course, they, they're like, oh, this is what feng shui is. I get it. I understand it. It really sinks in. Yeah. And they don't feel intimidated by it. And it's not something, oh yeah, I did that a year ago. It's something that they carry with them so that they continue to do they it. They can apply it. They can actually apply yeah, it. Yeah, I want people to not be intimidated by it. I want them to really seep this into themselves and make it into a lifestyle so that they understand, wow, this is what Amanda talked about. This is what it's really about. So the, the course is, um, it's on sale. I'm actually giving everybody uh, who is a part of the Sacred Blueprint, they're getting 40% off. Yes. So, um, super exciting. Um, that goes Christy on sale. sent the link. Everybody, it's here. Courses, gatesinteriordesign.com. Uh, the link is right there. I'm sure you can also just go right to her website and, and find it right in, unless this is the, probably the special link. Make sure everybody that you copy paste this. Actually, Christy, you know what we can do? Let's put this in the recordings as well. You know, like where we can add the notes for the recordings. 
let's add the link in there and we can write 40% off for the sacred because there might be some people who are tuning in after to the recording. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, Amanda. That's amazing. Well, it's really important to me more than anything. Like, um, to me, this is my legacy. So people always say like, you know, what are you leaving behind? If I get struck by lightning tomorrow, this is what I leave for humanity. Like, this is what I feel. Um, I have put my heart and soul and energy into this. And it, it is, it is a Bible on how to live your life with sacred ceremony and sacred energy and to bring meaning back into your life. And so I've really done both of these in a way so that people, you know, they go through this. And I also tend to be very analytical, you know, I'm like, not like super highly woo woo. So a lot of people do resonate with me. And so right. I, I you have like that, I, the balance, right? The yin and the yang. Um, yeah. But it, it, to me, it's just important to, I want it to feel approachable so that people are like, oh my gosh, this feng shui stuff. Like I get it now. Like this yeah. makes sense to me. So that's why I, the, the book coincides with the course and the course coincides with the book. Awesome. And Christy's added the, your, your website here, the courses and the online booking. What's the online booking and the, oh yeah. And then your podcast too. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty popular. Yeah. I've got a huge podcast called home energy design. You can find that on Apple stitcher. I think I'm on Amazon. Um, but the podcast has been out for 12 years. So I've been doing that for a hot minute. Um, and then the YouTube channel also, I've got a lot of videos on there. So lots of content, lots of free content that's out there to, you know, yeah, for great resources, stuff, lots of great resources. And then if you really want to go take a deeper dive, you've got the book that's coming out soon. And then of course the courses, and I've got other courses too. Um, you know, I've got classes that are like 90 minutes. And then I've also got, you know, a couple of, um, deep dives where I, go into like money or deep dive into clutter, things like that. And then I've got the Mac daddy course, which is one. Nice. Okay. Everyone benefit from this super, super amazing deal. Really important that the information gets out and more people it's our legacy to live like this. Cause it's, it's a better way of being it's, it, it's more whole and it, it's going to bring um, more vitality and happiness and contentment to people um, and teach them a, a better way of being. Oh, doing. <laughs> right, right. That's there's such a big distinction there. Amanda, this was so nourishing. This Yay. was so inspiring. I am so delighted that you joined our circle. I am really looking forward to future collaborations and uh, just you've just really expanded my mind on so many fronts, you know, down to the detail and out to the, the full expansive 5D realm. So such an honor, really. And uh, thank you for, for closing this series. And uh, on the equinox. Yes, on the equinox. I mean, it's right. It's, it's yesterday and today. It's the perfect, perfect timing. And yeah, this is for, for mother, for our mother earth and the nature spirits. And uh just it's you're just perfect perfect for the show so thank you thank you for having me on i appreciate yeah. it woohoo extremely long show today but i hope that you enjoyed it uh real quick just wanted to come on don't forget book is coming out june uh 27th 2022 woohoo 
And the big announcement is the big course Feng Shui for the Soul, formerly known as Mastering Feng Shui, is on sale. So uh, we're doing a big ass pre-launch sale for only 48 hours. This ends Sunday night. You'll get the course for 50% off. So I've never done this before. So make sure if this is something that you've been wanting to participate in and, and sign up now is the time to do it. Feng Shui for the soul. Um, if you're interested in learning more about me, head on over to my website, gatesinteriordesign.com. All right, everyone. Enjoy this beautiful spring weather and trust that vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>